0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Cool. It's So, Chilfirth podcast, I'm Norman Raley. Um Talking to you possibly for the last time ever as um, a fill in presenter as I go about my role, you know, on, on the bench because, um, the Supreme Leader's back from Australia. So it'll be Alex from now One and I'll complete my um, Tony Parks caretaker role and never be given the big job but always there to, to fill in. You know, you know, you know it works. Um I'm joined by Mickey on the line in Newcastle, who was at the match against Luton yesterday. Um in my in my eyes, obviously I wasn't there, so it looked like a decent 3-1 win, but Mick you might have a different a slightly different interpretation of that. We'll we'll see. Um first question yeah, for you, do Mick. You
2: just quickly, do you reckon the, I think this must be the first time ever that the only one person off the podcast has gone to a home
1: game? Must be. It must it must be. I mean you're, fly, you're flying the flag and for you, and for that kind of light you you should be commended and given a massive fucking peer-rise because obviously we're all paid extensively large amounts of money for this so yeah I think you should be giving... you you do a bonus mate absolutely well, uh, yeah, I think so. well we'll see what we can do we'll see what we can do um so first thing obviously the first thing that I noticed yesterday uh, the lineup um the obviously we, knew, we know how strong it was and we'll go we'll go into that and the implications of that but um Woodman mate um Woodman making his first his first appearance for us um incredibly highly rated obviously he had a brilliant World Cup for the under 20s um, there's been a lot of talk about him uh, how did you how do you, you see his performance yesterday I mean I'm guessing he didn't have too much to do initially but the second half he seemed to possibly have the opportunity to be a bit busier um,
2: I, I would say overall it was a reasonable debut there's a couple of things that are um, that, not by us as fans but by um. The management. I thought he's. Um, he let himself down a bit with his kicking. Actually, he lets he let their striker close him down way too much. Um, making clearances when he didn't really need to, and he he, he sort of dilly dallied a bit on his clearances. One of them <laughs> up thumping into the striker just on the edge of the box, and he, you know you know those things can go anywhere. Um, and I think it's it's that's that's something he needs to work on. And then um, obviously he's, he's he gets he gets made a bit of a mug off for the goal. But other than that, I thought it was a reasonable time, um, reasonable goalkeeping debut performance. And I, I, I find it a bit strange that he hasn't been given a shot before now.
1: He's young though, isn't he? For a, for a keeper in the Premier League, I mean, yeah, P- Pickford was given a, ch- a chance at and when they were they were in absolute dire straits. I mean, I think Minoni got injured and they didn't have anyone else. So Pickford was kind of thrown in and he would also had a, a decent loan spell at Preston, I think. Um, whereas Woodman, obviously... Elliot and Darlow are a lot more experience and they're kind of ahead of him in the, in the pecking order so there's, there's maybe that he just hasn't like the kind of the the accidental opportunity hasn't presented itself with Woodman and I think for me it's one of those where you think you'd like to maybe see him go out and learn and do a full season in the Championship just to get that experience under his belt and like you say the the kind of error that he made maybe for the first uh, for the Luton goal yesterday and, and other little things he has to iron out of his game they're the kind of mistakes that if he was playing for sort of a mid-level Championship team he might be he might be able to you know, he might be able to kinda of suffer those mistakes and learn from them and that c I kinda of, that's what I'm hoping yesterday he'll given his potential and given and given how highly rated he is, um he he kinda of might be the kinda of keep our of looks back at his performance against right, I could have done better there, I could've done better there, rather than kinda of take it as a as a thing that might affect his confidence in his next game, you know what I mean? I do I, I agree with you, in an, in an ideal
2: world that's how it would work, but I think I just feel like Bearing in mind how much both of our keepers have struggled this season and how they've been chopping and changing and taking in turns, making mistakes and being shit for a couple of games and then getting swapped out, I don't see why he hasn't been given a chance. I don't. I don't think he could have. He could have done any worse, really, than than the other two. I know. Maybe Rafa's trying to protect his his confidence and doesn't want to just chuck him in at the defence. For me, I. It could have it could have really made him as a player if he'd if he'd been chucked in halfway through the season with a the Newcastle keeper struggling, and he sort of puts in a few good performances and kind of saves the day a bit as, as a new standing keeper. Then I don't know. I, I, for me, he's clearly a very very talented young lad, and I, I think we should have given him a shot before now. And I, I I hope I really hope that goal doesn't sap his confidence too much and play on his head, because it's the kind of thing that young keepers can can struggle with, and it could it could cause a major setback for him. I really hope that's it's
1: not what happens. I I get the imp- i get the impression he'd be alright because um I mean I I watched him for the under twenties and he's just um I I mean I
3: hate
1: I hate uh, I hate to compare him with Pickford in a certain sense, but what you had with, with Pickford was like a young keeper who's just got like a lot of um a lot of self belief. And I think Woodman kind of showed that with the under twenties and I'm and I'm hoping that somebody'll carry forward into in his career, and hopefully he's career at Newcastle. Um I suppose it, it, you know, to a certain extent, you may be right. He could have, he could have been given an opportunity because Darlow and Elliot were out of form. But I guess Darlow the past couple of games has has been pretty good. Um, so, so let let us see. Um, but I suppose now that he's made his debut, there's no reason that you know he's. He might he might be given a chance if, if Darlow goes out of form again with Elliot being is Is Elliot injured? At the minute? I mean, if, oh, if Elliot gets injured, there's a there's a chance he'll there's a chance he'll get in. But I mean, yeah, like you said, in an, in an ideal world, I'd like to see him go go for a season. But all in all, it's. Um, it's good to see someone from the academy come through with the first team. Just, just even for a brief moment, isn't it? It is. I mean,
2: there's only really been Thomas other than him, in and yes, no. I mean, where where do you go back before that? Carroll. See the last one that came. Possibly
1: to the a, team, a, a couple of the lads he gave last. you uh, gave chances to last season in the, in the FA Cup and League Cups, but um, not nothing's really, nothing's really coming up. But I mean. That's a question for another time. Obviously, I think we, we me and Alex alluded to it the other day, in the on the half season review, it's um, that's a structural issue at the club rather than um a lack of talent being out there. I think um and hopefully, hopefully um you know that that might be a situation that's rectified in the not too distant future, but uh, but we shall see. Um, moving on moving on from that, the mate um obviously the Shelby and Marino started to uh, together yesterday. And they now and I, it's it's difficult to, to to make a. A kind of definitive judgment based on the fact that we're playing a, a League Two team and no obviously no disrespect to, to Luton, but they are they're they're side three divisions below us. Um, but regardless of that, how how did you how did you see Shelby and Marino interacting? Um, and did you did they kind of stick rigidly to, to positions on the pitch or did they did they interchange and was it a kind of fluid performance from a Pair of them?
2: Those two as a pair worked well at all yesterday. Um for, for a couple of different reasons the first thing that that I, that I kind of noticed with, the, with those two is they're both consistently drop very very deep to pick the ball up off the center halves but they, they do it at the same time and so they're sort of dropping in to just outside our box and quite wide looking to pick the ball up and spray a long pass but when they're both doing it on opposite sides of the pitch we've, we've just got a huge gap in the middle of the pitch and it it, it really leaves us exposed and it, it gives other teams a chance to to build up a bit of possession and a bit of bit of territory on us, which I, I, is madness. Um, really, in in my mind, I I don't really want either of us centre midfielders to be picking the ball up in that kind of position on the pitch. That we should have centre halves that are capable enough to be doing that job, and allow the centre midfielders to be making their passes from further forward. So I find I find that frustrating in, in, in either of them, let alone both of them playing together. Um, and I I don't know that that. They're both a bit too similar to play together in the centre mid pairing for me. Right. Um, despite the, I mean, I'll, I'll come out of something else with Shabby later. But despite the fact that obviously those two are are comfortably the most able of our centre midfielders, I don't think they work as a pair. Um, and I, to be honest, as a as a pairing, it didn't look any better than the centre mid yesterday.
1: That's that's interesting that you say that because obviously, um, I mean. Me, especially, I've been a, a proponent of um Shelby and Marino getting a, a run of two or three games together. Um, so I suppose it's a little bit disconcerting if you said that they didn't particularly interact well yesterday. I mean, what what, what do you think? It is I mean, yeah, yeah, you said that they're they're kind of similar on how they approach the game. Um, but do you think that I mean, is there is there like a communication issue there? Because I mean, surely two players of their you know, their kind of natural ability, you, you would like to think that between them, even between them. Regardless of how they're being coached and how how they're being taught to play, they could they could work it out. Um, was there did it look like there was kind of a, a confusion as to who should have been where yesterday? Then?
2: Well, no, I wouldn't say it was a confusion because they, they were kind of peeling. Uh, in the specific example I'm thinking of, of of them dropping in to receive the ball, they were peeling off to to opposite sides of the box. So it was it was it didn't look like they didn't know what each other were doing. It just didn't look right. I, I, I don't think that was the right thing for them to be doing.
1: What um, was it? What was it um, um? I mean, I'm saying I was gonna say was it any different when Diomir came on for Shelby, but he but then Marino was hooked after ten minutes after that, wasn't he So <clears throat> I guess yeah. you you couldn't you couldn't really make any any decisions. So I mean, I suppose you 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 you're pretty much saying that you you wouldn't you wouldn't be confident seeing Shelby Marino start against Swansea. I guess. I don't know. It's obviously
2: it's a it's a difficult game to make any sort of. Mm. Proper judgments on the team on because it was because it was against the League 2 side in the cup it's not yeah. it's not the same um, Aye. and the the mindset of the team wasn't the same
1: well uh, know,
2: like, like like people have said in the past and, uh, they're, they're obviously the two most talented players we've got and if if we can get them onto a wavelength the, where they're using each other as options and passing the ball between themselves obviously that's going to be our most effective pairing but the, Aye. I, it wasn't there yesterday
1: Aye. I well like you say I mean it was a, it's a tough game to to analyze in a, in a tactical sense um for, for like looking at this from a Premier League point of view because we're playing against a League two team and it always happens isn't it? I mean I think it always happens in the cup when you, you're a team from a few divisions below you up your game and the team a couple of divisions ahead of you, like naturally lowers their game um, and we've seen it we've seen it today. I don't know if you watched Shrewsbury versus West Ham, but I mean it was fucking awful um in West Ham. West Ham didn't look like a, a Premier League side, and Shrewsbury didn't necessarily look like a, a side two divisions below them. It was it was a fairly balanced game, despite the fact that they, you know, they're hugely different, and it was quite obvious <clears throat> that the West Ham players weren't a hundred percent committed. And this is another question I've got for you: is um, your match report? Your match report for you I read it, and obviously the first half we we banged it. We banged three goals in the first in what in, in within a nine minute spell. And to me, that that's game over. It's almost like you can. You can kind of switch off a little bit and um, drop down a couple of gears. But your match report, you, you obviously it, it gave the impression that you're a little bit annoyed with the second half performance. Um, now, what was it specifically that annoyed you? And isn't there a kind of argument that it was always going to be like that once we bagged three goals and were three up?
2: There is. I mean. <laughs> That's the beauty of writing the match of course, quickly after the match. I so <laughs> the, the absolute instinct reaction, which I, 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 I have simmered. So, um, I, I definitely do still think that the second half performance just there was was very poor, very very poor. We were, we were outplayed by a league two side on our own home pitch. They they play better football than us. are pass the ball, better. the dominate possession, dominated territory. Um, it was it was quite frightening really to uh.
1: Just was that throw? Was that throughout the ball match, ball though? Ball. Was that was that throughout the throughout the whole game, or was it just in the second half? Second half. The, the first ten minutes started quite lively, but in the
2: second half they were the, they were the better side, um, ah. and, and and taking the performance as a whole, you you're right. In what you say we scored three goals in the first half, but two of them, two of them were, were bundles or terrible goals. There were there were mistakes from Luton rather than rather than good goals from us, and on another day we don't get either of those. And we we come out in the second half, I think with with an apparent mindset of of closing the game down and just not doing anything stupid. And then we we'll, we we'll concede a stupid goal within the first two minutes and spend the rest of the half defending basically. And you know, from from my perspective in the Melbourne stand yesterday, it, their second goal didn't look offside. And now the, the replays on on match today don't don't show it with any clarity. I think it probably was very slightly offside, but you know if he. If that outside doesn't get given, they score. They score again with 25 minutes to go. There's every chance they go on to win that game. And and I really, it really wouldn't have surprised me with the, the quality of our performance in the second half if they if they got got something out of that, got a replay or even snuck a win. We we really were that bad. We, we couldn't pass the ball at all. We were panicking. We were lumping it forwards. We, we were on the back foot constantly. We were misplacing passes. It was it was a bad bad performance in the second half We
1: it's interesting. I, I was, it's was interesting. By
2: a few fortunate goals in the first half and a reasonably good twenty-five minutes spell to end, end the first half. Um, but don't don't let the result get anyone carried away. Yesterday, yesterday's performance was in the second half, especially was was poor.
1: I don't think um, it's inter- It's interesting. You say that uh, we you think that the players um, looked, I suppose, looked afraid almost, And a panic, in. Um, I mean, I I. was looking at it, and again, it's difficult for me to 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 comment on, on the on the performance when I did when I didn't see the game. But um, I suppose I would look. I looking at it like as an outsider. You think, well, <clears throat> we went three up, and we were just almost saving ourselves for what what's obviously coming up, which is a a massive game. I mean, I suppose the fact you're seeing the players look like they were a little bit fearful. <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit uh, disconcerting. Um, but was there was there anyone anyone on the pitch that impressed you in particular yesterday?
2: No, there, there wasn't at all. Um, I, I thought our, our defensive unit just fell to pieces when LaSalle went off the pitch. So LaSalle's is the only one I think that comes out yesterday with credit. played for for, for what? That twenty minutes. Thirty. Came off. To half an hour. Half an hour. A, as a whole, we're, we're just all, like disorganised all over the place. The same as I've been all season when the South hasn't played. But for it to be so apparent yesterday against—I mean, all credit to Luton—they've obviously run away with League Two and they're, they're they played some really quite good football yesterday for, for a League Two side. But for a Premier League defence to look that shaky against a team from League Two is is most concerning. Um, it really is Oops. across the midfield. As I've said, I thought Mourinho and Shelby didn't link up particularly well. Shelby, in particular, was trying some some and hitting some some long passes, and most of them are fairly accurate, but they were pointless. They were unnecessary um, in, in the context of the game. And the, I thought the wingers were ineffective. Um, Perez has scored twice, but otherwise done absolutely nothing at all. And then Gale might as well not have been on the pitch
1: was and um, yesterday was it was it
2: was the was it that that sort of made made more apparent what I was saying before with how how deep the centre midfield is where with Paris quite far forwards Presumably to try and get on the end of one of the long balls, which never never works. Um, there was just a like a gaping hole, almost sixty almost sixty yards of our of our pitch with, without any cast player in it. Well, it was an odd an odd way for the the team to operate.
1: Well, another question: You said that you you weren't convinced by the defence yesterday, but um, I suppose what I did notice yesterday was that Manquillo was given the opportunity to actually play in the in the position that he's. I suppose he's played in all of his career at right back. Um, now, I, I mean, I I <coughs> I'll actually a little bit about Manquillo because uh, you know I I just have a have a ridiculous soft spot from I I don't know why but I just do and um, uh, and he was playing at right back yesterday. Did do you think he looked more comfortable there than he does at left back or was it just same old same
2: old? Um, I, to be honest, I didn't. In his in his level of performance, I thought of of all the ones in the defense, he probably came out with the most. The most credit, if you will, he, right. he looked reasonably effective going forward. Um, fairly comfortable on the ball. I think my my opinions on Yedlin's overall season are, are, are fairly negative. So I would be more than happy to see Monkeyo giving a run in the team at right back. Um, and Dumas uh, and Dumas when he's when he's probably fit, and and fit enough to play a full game should be our should be our left back for sure. Um. But yeah, I I, I kind of get what you what you mean with Mancura There's there's something about him that's quite likable.
1: I think it's just the I think, think it's, the I think it's I think it's the, the um.
2: Quite hard and it's well, right. that's, that's quite apparent. Um, and he's got a bit of ability, and he's also been just written off by almost the entire footballing world as he's going to be absolutely shit, and he's, he's not. He's all right. All
1: right. no, that, that's what that's what I said the other day. I won't I won't go into it because it'll obviously get the point where. I'll probably get arrested for like some sort of weird social media stalking because I'm I'm waxing lyrically about them far too often. So we'll we'll leave that for now. Um, <coughs> the Lacelles, um Lascelles going off the the scene. It, it was it was precautionary, and I imagine that was a bit of a a bit of a a worry at the time. And I'm I'm looking at the substitution, So he brought Hayden on for Lascelles. Did Did Hayden slot in at the centre half then? Hayden played centre
2: half. Yeah, we didn't have another. Uh, we didn't have a
1: centre thing. And Bemba wasn't there. Hi. Yes,
2: potentially have put we did have a I forget who
1: it was. High Dora Hi Dora could have come on and it could have gone to centre half I guess.
2: obviously doesn't see as one of a centre half pair and um and Hayden has done that before he's played he's at least once before he's filled in at centre half in the castle when we've had injuries.
1: I think he played it um, I think he played at Hull I think he played a whole at, at centre half on a few occasions as well. I because I suppose he <clears throat> I suppose you look at the bench and you think, well, hi Dora could have come on and uh, Dummett could have gone in the centre half, but um, it was, uh, yeah. How, how did um how did Hayden but look? Hydora's shite. So. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: one thing actually on um on Hayden, obviously he was playing out of position, but I thought if you if you if you get a chance to look back at the highlights, I don't know whether or not it would come up is another question. His heading was was just abysmal. He, he, we had maybe five or six completely free defensive headers that he had straight to one of their men. And for for a Premier League footballer to not be able to find one of his own men with time and space and and time to watch the ball down onto his head is. Uh, I don't even know how to describe
1: it. Like... I so so Hayden, um, would you think that at the minute maybe? I mean, I don't think I don't think physically he's. he's um... He he's got what it takes to be a centre half in any ways. He's uh, he's quite slight. I mean he may, he might fill out, but I, I just don't I don't see him as a centre half at all um regardless of where he might have played some of his football in his earlier days. Um But the other the other thing with him is at the minute do you think there might be a, a lack of confidence with And He seems to have he seems to have lacked confidence for, for a couple of months to me, because you know there there is a there is a player in there um and he was excellent in patches last season and it's it's just kind of a little bit, a little bit worrying to see someone who's been so, almost like quiet when he play, He's played, um, and I'm and I'm hoping it's it's just a commonest issue. where well, what, what do you what do you reckon? Do you reckon there is a problem at the minute?
2: I don't know. It's it's difficult to put your finger on it, isn't it? I mean, last season we were fair fairly well in agreement, at least the lads on the podcast this that, that Hayden was going to be one of our better players this mm-hmm. year, and he was he was ready made for the Premier League, and he's. He's he's floundered, hasn't he? Since a, since the very start of the season.
1: He ha he has aye he ha he has but yeah. I suppose I suppose we've got it. It's one of those where again you have to put in the context and think. God, he's still only what twenty two, I think. Is that all? He's only twenty two, isn't he? And it's he's kind of first season in the Premier League, so hopefully you know that there is there is ability there. I mean, he's he's his performances last season a lot of them were like, very mature for a for a kid of his age, and um, he has he has struggled a bit this season, so. Hopefully it'll just be a, like a temporary confidence and an experience issue, and we'll we'll see him pick up again. Um, but whether or not he's in the safe for Swansea, I don't know. I, I think at the minute I'd be su- I'd be surprised to see him in the team for the Swansea match. Um, I guess we'll have a Swansea review later on in the week, and we can discuss that then. Like, but um, but um, might
2: help him, which he probably won't ever get here under Rafa is a a consistent man in the team. Aye, he's a he's a he's a, he's a the kind of mould of player that seems to thrive on. Consistency, right? That's that's what you want. Someone like him to deliver. It's a consistent level of performance. Which is It's it's probably unfair to expect him. He? He plays plays three or comes off the bench for fifteen minutes. Aye. There's that there's that as well to consider. But he, you're right. He looks short of confidence, and um, I hope we I hope we see him see him come good because the player that was in there last year was. Would would be great
1: in this size. I know it would be. Um, moving on, mate. Um, we so Luton obviously seven and a half thousand yesterday. On your match report, you said that um, you were surrounded by them where you were in the in the Milburn stand. What like were were the were the were the Luton fans in with the Newcastle fans or were you just kind of next to them in the stand?
2: <clears throat> no, we were. We were, Um, we got seats in the sports bar this so they ah. like the slightly posher see to only tell it, like um, and the wrist there was loads of them. You could see them. There was loads of them in the director's Box. There was a big group of them um, right right in front of us, like almost looked like the being wives. Um,
1: Good atmosphere. And
2: kids and um, yeah, it was it was quite odd. And obviously, it's it's only Luton at home in the in the third round of the cup, so you you don't want to get too annoyed about it. But for me, people should not be allowed to celebrate to, or to to like openly support the other team in the Newcastle End that's unacceptable. Defeats the point for me of football. Like it's not right.
1: I can see what I can see you're saying. There's a there's a touch of the pro and sandwich we about it when um people are just like sat, kind of uh, jumping around and shaking each other's hands in the same same area. And it kind of <clears throat> It works against creating an atmosphere of like fans singing at each other, I guess like um but
2: That's never gonna happen in the Melbourne stand I don't mind <coughs> so
1: True enough. True enough, I mean, um, in, in, in general, like the what were they make, what they making plenty of noise, of the Luton fans? I, I was I was a little bit disappointed in those at the
2: maze. Um to, to be quite honest. The they started off very well in the the very start of the north, but then and obviously it's difficult I I imagine anyway, it's a difficult ground to make noise at as as away fans because you are spread in like a thin line, absolutely miles away from the pitch. So there was like different pockets of them saying ah, different things at different times, and it wasn't until the last sort of twenty minutes that the <coughs> they got a kind of joined a joined voice amongst the whole families, and then they were they were quite loud after that. Um, I thought they spent quite a lot of their time singing singing about our support and like this is a library, your support's fucking shit. It happens like, though, doesn't it? Which,
1: it? It happens at every uh, way which, game, you can't. Like every way sorry? game you go to, every away game you go to, like even. Even when you go any away games like as a Newcastle fan, you always end up like that. That song where you're singing like other fans, your support is fucking shit. I think it's, it's just kind of like indicative of the Premier League now, isn't it? Some of the grounds are like so big that the noise just doesn't just doesn't filter down. Um, but I, um, yeah. it's I just
2: I find stuff like that frustrating when it's obvious that the support isn't shit. Though like we would basically sold the ground out for a third round tie at home against them. Like our support obviously isn't shit. I, I, that. Particular song, great on me. Um, when it's used in pointless circumstances, there's times when we've done it. Newcastle fans have done it away from home. I'm trying to think of the one where I got out and start shouting to people, thinking like, "You're talking shite Like they've got good fans.
1: Well, you know what, Mick? The fact that yeah, the fact that you're like carrying the sword to it is, is like, it's it's to your credit. It's to your credit, mate. You keep fighting the fight. Um. <laughs> tell you what, end on, end on, a, on a positive note, I'll tell you one thing about yesterday that I really thought was excellent was the fact that Rafa did put out like a really strong side, which to me kind of makes me hopeful that you know getting into the complete realms of fantasy, like, but um, the mere fact that he put out a very strong side at home to a League 2 side suggests that he's going to take the Cup seriously this season, um, what, what did you make of that, is that, is that kind of your, your impression as well?
2: I think it was, there was two reasons behind that team selection yesterday, um, which I've alluded to in my match report. The first was getting a positive result yesterday could break the, the little sort of hoodoo we've got at the minute at St James's, because um, mm-hmm. we have been struggling at home. And secondly, yeah, Rafa loves a cup. He's proved it time after time in his previous jobs. Rafa loves a cup, so that, yeah, let's let's fucking dream. right Stranger things have happened than Newcastle United winning the trophy, so you never you never know.
1: So basically, we want Newport County at home in the next round, don't we?
2: Any yeah, anyone shit.
1: You know, like when people say like, "Oh, like it's a cup and that," you want like a glamour tie. I don't like. I want fucking League One, two, and Championship sides all the way at the final, and then in the final, yeah, in the final as well, I want a Championship side.
2: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I didn't care. All 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 this bollocks about oh, wouldn't it be great to like have like um, you know Man City at Wembley and me? It's like no, no. I'd rather have um I'd rather have
2: like Sheffield Charlie. United. Aye. Uh, yeah, that's an absolute load of rubbish, because Mads, well, first of all, Madsley would batter
1: us. Yeah, and I, and I went to Man U in 99, and it was the worst day of my entire life. Like, the worst one. Right, regardless <laughs> of deaths, deaths of relatives and things like that, it was the worst day of my life. I'm not even, I'm not even ashamed to say it. But, um, <laughs> you know what, we're probably going to win the Cup, so everything's going to be sound. We'll, we'll miss the Royal Wedding, which obviously is devastating, but... We'll what, a, win the,
2: what a tragedy,
1: absolute tragedy! But we'll win the cup. So, think, that I'm about,
2: a, think about this, Norman. Things could go this way like the takeover could get completed fairly soon. We could buy three players in January, we could be safe from relegation in a month's time, and we can put all of our resources into winning the FA Cup.
1: Hi, absolutely, Never mate. Enough. We'll beat Swansea, we'll beat Swansea this weekend. We'll win the FA Cup, we'll get taken over, we'll buy three brilliant players. There you go, mate. We'll leave it at that. And, then, um, yes. Cheers for that, Mick. And I will say uh, Tarot everyone, and I might be back on you yeah, as a guest at some point. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure feeling with Alex, and we'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Well
2: done, Ollie. Cheers.
3: Cheers, Mick. Sorry, I have to stop it mate. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance.